And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I got nothing better to do on a Saturday except sit and wait for my car's battery to recharge in the cold because you don't get out very often. It doesn't get the chance to recharge. So I got stuck at home for no good reason. But then uh, Mother Nature decided to make it as cold as a sorceress remedy. Artists <laughs> follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the. I am your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S H U J I N. Currently, the only other co host at the moment, and we'll see how this plays out. I'll explain it in a couple of moments. The Midwest, the U.S., where things are heating up a lot. Bridget Fitch, hi. Hi. And yeah. I should probably warn everybody that next week I'm going to be down south. Yeah. For like two months. Yeah, it's going to have to see how this is going. So, real yeah. quick. If you think my accent's bad now, it gets worse after I've been down home. So, yeah, you have that to look forward to. Uh, so, Unrenowned Tech is busy tonight, which perfectly understandable. I mean, it's not like I pay his bills on this thing. Uh, Joseph, no, no, we'll we have to wait and see. He's uh, not currently signed into Discord, so it's entirely possible he's sleeping. Considering how things have been going recently, perfectly understandable. Uh, I did kind of ping Dallin on the off chance that maybe he'll join us. I don't think he probably will, but you know, we've got nothing to lose. And for those of you that might be out there that would like to join us, you know, maybe, maybe about inviting folks to be on, because we probably use with an extra voice or two or three, I think yeah, hi. But if you'd much rather just type at us, because for some of you, the way that it works, you can be over there in the live chat, because, you know, that's that's also available. And it's much less daunting that way. So, Stephanie, good morning. Yeah, good luck with the weather out there. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a tad nippy out here. Last I checked, uh, I think it was minus four? Over here in the Eight. Buffalo area? Yeah, it's, it's, we finally got like a legit cold snack. So, you know, my, my battery is not, I couldn't even get the, uh, hold on, I'll get back to that in a second. And Felis, hi, glad you're able to make, uh, I'm still drinking coffee tonight because I made a new thing of coffee tonight because I had nothing better to do today because, okay, so I had bought a battery charger for my car for just these eventuate because, I mean, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It gets cold. So, you know, it's good to have that as a, as a just in case. Cause you know, once upon a time ago, not too very long ago, it, it would do, you know, minus 20 Celsius because, you know, Buffalo winter, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it was a good idea to have that on hand and it has a trickle charge setting. Okay. It's got a 10 amp setting, which is, you know, standard charging type thing. And it has a 50 amp, let's see if we can get your vehicle started really quickly kind of thing. Well, 
I put it on 50 amps and I gave the car a few minutes to try and charge up enough so that I could crank over the engine. And I waited and waited and waited and I saw that the, the overhead lights in the car are kind of dimming and glowing and dimming and glowing and dimming and glowing in in line with how much power is getting put out by the charger. So I'm like, shit, there's not a lot of power in there. So I waited, I waited, I waited, I waited, and it's just like, okay, let's give it a try. Put the key in, twist. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's enough. All right, well, let's give it some more time. Let's give it some more time. Maybe it just needs, you know, an opportunity to just, okay, we waited long enough. Let's give it another shot. <laughs> Okay, it, it's it's just not gonna. I can't. And the, the see the biggest problem of it is, believe it or not, is a structural one. I don't know how many people uh, know this. I I know Felix is gonna understand about. This. When you push fifty amps of power through wire, it will generate a certain amount of heat. And if the wire is not thick enough to handle a lot of that heat, it starts to, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Break down. And I really, really don't feel like recutting and resoldering the wires into the clips that go to the battery again, because I've already burned through those ones before. Really don't want to do that again. Really not feeling up. So... I've been stuck home all day where normally on a Saturday I would be out with my friends. So yeah. yeah. Fun. Well, see the worst part of it was we were going to be having breakfast for dinner with our friends. together. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I got out and defrosted a package of bacon. So I have a defrosted package of bacon and it's just me in the house. So I got to figure out, Freeze it? Can I refreeze part of it and keep it safe, or do I have to, you know, just? I would cook it. I'm I'm giving serious consideration to just, yeah, putting the whole damn thing in the oven, just not in the plastic wrap, not that stupid. <laughs> Oven's definitely better than uh, cooking it on the stove. I mean, I I could do it in the cast iron, but at the same time, yeah, the curry splatters. And it's just not worth it. Yeah. Putting in the oven is really fun. By the way, Easier. those of you that are wondering, can you do can you do bacon in the oven? Yes. Now, now we want to also remind you we're talking about American bacon as opposed to Canadian bacon. Animal. The reason why I'm saying this is because you also have to be very mindful. Those of you that want to do it on a wire rack. Perfectly fine. Just make sure you've got something to catch the, the juices in. I would highly recommend some kind of aluminum foil because getting all that crap off of a uh, of a cookie sheet, baking sheet is, is hard. A pain in the ass. And yeah. and if you are the type to put a a, a a parchment paper instead, that's perfectly fine. That works out fine. It's a little. It's a little messier, but you know what? It's perfectly fine. Please, if you are not sure if you have parchment paper or wax paper, double check. Because 
Yeah. Bad things happen, man. You will lose yeah. all of your bacon. Yeah. That's a bad thing. Yeah, we didn't discover the joys of parchment paper in lieu of aluminum foil until about the last year or so. Sucks, doesn't it? Except for the things that aluminum foil works better, didn't it? Well, yeah. My husband said, except for things that aluminum foil works better for. But yeah, parchment that... paper is just wonderful stuff. For bacon. bacon. <laughs> That's what he just said. It's good for baking and bacon, which... That's what he said, bacon. Just No, no, no. Baking and... But it's also good for, like, bacon. eating. Yeah, but it's also good for doing, like, the... Cookies. You know, if you happen to do the battered fish, you know, flies that are frozen. Wonderful for that, too. Mm. Yeah, there is. Anything like that that's breaded, that has to go into the oven, wonderful for. It doesn't stick like it does to aluminum foil. Yeah, that works better than Pam. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Um, really quickly over with the uh, uh, over with the chat, uh, Stephanie. Uh, sorry, Shu had no idea that you had another cold blast beyond Buffalo Normal. No, no, you misunderstand. What we've got now is normal. Is what's supposed to be normal, but up until this point, it's been well, except for that one Arctic blast that came across the entirety of the continent. Um, we've, we've been consistently above normal winter Buffalo weather for a couple of years to the mm -hmm. point where like it's, so you don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't feel bad about it. This is what it's supposed to be. Uh, and, um, and Felix is telling me it'll stay good for a week as long as it's in the bag. I mean, Okay. I'm also thinking to myself, you know what? It's in the plastic bag. If I were to put like a big pot on my stove, fill it with water, put like a a um a plate in the bottom, and then submerge the plastic uh the plastic in the water, I could sous vide that stuff. No. Okay, maybe not. I mean, it was it was a nice idea while it lasted. No. Okay. Okay, that's, that's fine. Now the loyal opposition here. No, that's that's perfectly. Just looking for ways to try and make it easy. Yeah, just cook all of it. If if you don't eat it, you can take it and put it in the freezer after it's cooked. Or and reheat it later and have BLTs or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, there was that. Or, 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 um, I could just, uh, overcook it, uh, and then crumble it up and then mix it into ice cream and just, uh, that went out. That's, that's my. The overcooked bacon's kind of, eh. Yeah, but that's that's when it's crispy. That that's when it's like Bacos crispy. You know, you know Bacos. Yeah, I know Bacos. The fake bacon. Real bacon bits or go home. Look, folks, if you want to have <laughs> baked bacon in in the form of Bacos brand baked bacon, fine. But just remember, that's on the same order of 
salt content as the packet of flavoring for the ten for dollar ramen package. Don't do it. Don't. And it's fake. And it's all chemically and has coloring and just don't. On, on, you know, everything chemical. But I, I, I know the point that you're trying to make, and I know the point that you're trying to make, and you're right. Kind of the same way that um, I can't stand the... Oh, God, what was it? Uh, there was one... There was one... Um, there was one beer that I tried a while ago where I, it was uh, it was uh, pineapple that I said that it it started off tasting correctly like pineapple and then it very quickly slid into like this chemical version, this artificial. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the reason why tonight I am drinking fresh made coffee. Why? Because I didn't have very much of anything else to choose from because I otherwise would have been off at the store. But, you know, I, we've been through this. Well, I'm having apple juice, so there you go. So let's go ahead and do this. Uh, you could make the bacon as you first thought, then break up everything you can. These instant bacon bits for whatever you want. See? See? Mm-hmm. He's got it. Yeah. See? That's like a good that. idea. So let me go ahead and uh, get rolling over here, and then uh, we've, we've got... Um, <laughs> we're concerned that maybe just the two of us aren't going to be good enough to talk about on this topic, but uh, trust me, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be hoofing a good. So with five minutes on the clock for y'all, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Disappointed. Um, there are things that have popped up in the news very recently that have got me disappointed. And at least one of them affects a very large group of people. One also affects a large group of people, but not quite as large a group. Two events. One of which is unfortunately kind of localized into our podcasting community. I say that guardedly because... We, we are small fries, this, this little endeavor of, we don't have a lot of people that pay attention to, you know what? That's okay. It's not supposed to be a competition, but it's kind of hard to look at it all and go, um, yeah, um, we're, we're still out here too, guys. You know, remember us? Hi. Pulling up the rear of it all, but, um, we're here. Allegations have come out that unfortunately have implicated credible, I should, uh, I should amend, credible accusations have implicated um, Mr. Torres as someone who has um, not been the most genteel of people. There are uh, credible allegations that he has cheated on his wife and made some female members of the podcasting community, especially uncomfortable in the 
way that he has conducted himself with it. Again, these are credible allegations, and fortunately, because of that, Andrew Torres has been removed from a lot of different groups that he was affiliated with. He had stepped down from one group in particular um, before the allegations really splashed out. So, did he know it was coming? Did he not know? Don't know. Don't care. Unfortunately, um, this has left a very large stain on a number of podcasts, including the guys over at Scathing Atheist at Al, because, well, was their lawyer for a while, quite a while. He was on great terms with him. And, you know, this is, this has now become a, a, a major league issue. So they've cut ties with him. A number of other groups have cut ties with him and understandably. The other item that came up again, also very localized here in the Buffalo area found out that since I forget what year it was, 2015, the public water system here in the Buffalo market had been reducing effectively to non almost non-existence of fluoridation in the public water system. don't think that I need to remind folks that fluoridation in public water is one of the reasons why people have had better living conditions for their dental hygiene and dental health than almost anything else that's been out there. It is effectively vaccination for your face. And for the last few years, it's been trickling off. There are people in organizations that don't put them on pedestals, but we respect and we expect certain decorum out of these, out of these people. And when we find out that they weren't living up to that, even the most basic standards, we would think, what else is there to say? We are disappointed. Massively. For us, we know that these the only saving grace that there is is that the people in question, the people in the authority, actually understand and respect and disappoint actually. My five minutes is, but from what I've understood from news, steps are being taken here in the Buffalo area to change out what's been happening with the water supply to get that back into shape. And I will admit that we have had um, Andrew Torres on the show at least once before. I don't think it was more than that off the top of my head. We're not going to be having him on anytime 
any times as one can probably. I did not put out a. Uh, I did not put out any kind of a word for us because truly, we don't have a dog in that fight at this point. But I think it's fair for us to say, man, you could have done better. Maybe, maybe one day in the future, you know, he'll he'll be able to make it. It's going to be a long time coming. You no, know, I hate I hate to hear. It. Before I move us on into the uh, uh, into, I don't know if there was anything that you want to add on to that. Like I said, I don't think that we, generally speaking, really have a dog in this particular item, but. Anything that you want to add on to it is. I mean, it's, it's disappointing, but I think that we should stay out of it because, like you said, we don't have a dog in the fight. If he you know, was on regularly, then that would be a different matter. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, one of the podcasts that he ran, uh, opening argument. I'm not sure what's going to end up happening with that one in particular. Uh, some folks have suggested uh, Morgan Stringer replace him because she's got personality, she's got smarts, and mm-hmm. hey, an opportunity for a woman to be, you know, basically being the driving force for such a, a, a take on stuff. I I follow Morgan on on uh, Twitter. I don't I don't follow everything closely on Twitter. I will, I will be the first one because I mean, come on, it's just it's just too damn much. But every mm-hmm. time that I've seen, she seems witty. She seems well informed, and she's the type of person to go, okay, here's what's going on, and there you go, and you got a, a good lay person's understanding of what's going on that seems reasonably credible and wow man let me tell you someone who is a good communicator that's that is not an easy science communicating is hard legal communicating i i think that's almost on par if not so yeah well she is an attorney so yeah Uh exactly Exactly. She's, uh, she's the type of personality that he would do well. And um, I don't follow opening arguments myself, but from what I've understood, if they, can, if they can continue on giving good help to the community, you know, good on them. And um, Morgan, you listening? Because I, I, know, I know that you probably wouldn't be. Good luck. If that's something that you would like to do, because that's the most important part of it all. So we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see where that takes us. For the moment, though, now let's go ahead and get to the uh, uh, the fun part because it's time for the horrible scope. 
So, for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, it's really not going to make much of a difference. If you've got a D12, use it for this, because that's apparently all it's about good for. And, by the way, as a, as a fun, we are collaborating with the nice folks over there at Rotten Tomatoes this week to bring you your Ooh. personalized movie pairings. Uh, th there's just a, a small catch about this. Um... I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be able to figure it out once you hear how this is going. Aries, you, you know that video game movies really have been pretty bad over the years. So, for you, we have 2016's Pixels with Adam Sandler in the role of Billy Mitch... Sorry, <laughs> wrong character. The role of Sam Brenner, trying to beat Donkey Kong. With a tomato score of 18%, think how bad this movie was if you compare it to 2019's Cats, rated at 19%. If you're going to make popcorn to watch it, please don't put any butter on it. You're liable to be throwing it at the TV. It's going to be a pain in the ass to clean that off. Taurus. Assuming you're sharing someone's Netflix account, you can screw up their library by playing 2020's 365 Days. To say that this was a Fifty Shades of Grey ripoff would be far kinder than it deserves, since it got a tomato rating of zero. If you think you can just fast forward to the good parts, joke's on you, there aren't any. If you're that hard up for some softcore soft porn, find a local estate sale and ask to see the VHS tape collection. Some people are really wondering about that one. and Maybe you have to ask for the other VHS collection. Gemini, hope you like classic horror movies because you're getting Jaws. Sort of. Actually, it's, it's 2022's Jaws wannabe movie, Man Eater. This shark exploitation film, yes, I coined that term, at just under 90 minutes, got a 17% on the tomato meter, meaning it's worse than both Cats and Pixels. Since the Screen Actors Guild defines a feature film as needing a minimum of 80 minutes, the only true victim here is the editor. This week, be nicer to all workers. Any one of them could be working on the sequel. Cancer Moonchild. How could someone turn a beloved literary icon from 1883 into one of the greatest film flops and one with the best loved actors starring? With the tomato score of 28%, 2022's Pinocchio is worlds better than the 2000s adaptation Geppetto with Drew Carey which has no tomato score at all. This week, save up and rent 1999's Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. The 36% you'll think is lighter. It's basically the same story. Did you ever see Bicentennial Man, by the way? I don't think I did, but I do like Robin Williams. Yeah. It was a, it was, that, was, that actually had a, a, a very touching story to it. It really was. Leo, we'll make this one simple for you. 2002's Monster Stinger, Stinker, Stinger, Stinker, 
The Master of Disguised, starring Dana Carvey, comes in with a 1% tomato meter rating. Even Brent Spiner couldn't help this. Come to think of it, he couldn't help with Geppetto either. This week, don't go buying any new Android. The kind. Mm-hmm. Virgo, what can we say except your movie couldn't rate much lower than that? And it doesn't. Yours got a 6% tomato meter score. And keep that in mind when we remind you that one of the talented performers in it was Sir Patrick Stewart. The film? 2017's The Emoji Movie. This week, we watched 2018's Ralph Breaks the Internet, scoring 88% for the 17th time. Yeah, I had to look it up to find out. Was he knighted before or after that movie came out? And um, fortunately, he was knighted before it because... Um, I would have killed his chances right there. Probably would have, yeah. Libra. Oh, aren't you lucky? You get to have a face-off with Taurus for the bottom rung. Skewered with a zero on the tomato meter. You get 2014's Nick Cage blockbuster Left Behind, a.k.a. What happens when an infinitely powerful being snaps their fingers and disappears part of the population? Except without the Marvel stuff behind it. Worse yet, that same year, he was in Tokarev at 12%, Dying of the Light at 11%, and Outcast at 4%, all in the same year. We understand Nick's movies are either terrible or magnificent, but damn, that's a crappier. This week, just let Taurus have the higher rung. Most of his are terrible. Yeah, but you know what? He is, I, I will give him credit for this. He seems to have the same kind of ethos as Bruce Campbell. Tell me that you want me for a film? I'm going to get paid for it. I'll be there. Bruce has stated many a time, somebody says that they want him for a movie, he'll do it. He never says no. Because as he put it, as soon as you say no, suddenly nobody wants to work with you because you're finicky. And when your entire job as an actor is completely always applying for new jobs, you know, you take everything because you can. Scorpio, remember what we said about video game movies being crap and how Cats was a 19% score? Well, keep that in mind since you're getting the same 19% rated Assassin's Creed from 2016. You have a choice to make. Watch this two-hour movie all the way through or go to YouTube and watch the animation from user 2 Snacks called Two Best Sisters Replay Assassin's Creed Brotherhood 27 times. Seriously, go watch that instead. Yeah, it is it is a lot. It really is a lot. I'll link you to it. Because I don't I don't think that you've ever seen it. You you could use I a good laugh. I've not seen it. No. You you could use that as a good laugh. 
Sagittarius, I got good news and I got bad news for you. The good news, you get to pick between follow-up movies, one with a 9% and one with a 22% tomato score. The bad news is the two movies are 2015's reboot fan Fantastic, a.k.a. The Fantastic Four, or 2016's Zoolander number two. Yes, Zoolander had a sequel. If you can't choose, we'll make you watch both of them at the same time. Spoiler alert, I ain't telling you which one got the 9% and which one got the 20%. Good luck. Capricorn. There are a number of famous dogs in cinematic history. There's Scooby-Doo, Lassie, Benji. But you are getting the worst of them all. 2022's zero-rated Marmaduke. We'll make it easy on you. If you want to watch a bad kids movie, a quick search on YouTube will bring you the 1979 release Chomps. It's got no tomato rating, but it's free. And has Conrad Bain, Red Buttons, and Valerie Bertinelli in it. Yeah, for some reason, it's been uploaded to YouTube a long time ago, and I downloaded it just so that I could have it, and I watched a little bit of it. It's, it's, the nostalgia glasses, they do nothing. They do nothing. Aquarius, you're also getting to choose between two horror movies. One rated 34%, and one rated, believe it or not, at 93%. Again, not going to tell you which one is which. First is Kevin Bacon's 2022 They Them with an axe murderer, though it's hard to know who to root for there, because it's set at an... LGBTQIA plus conversion therapy camp. Or 1954's Them. Starring a bunch of radioactively overgrown ants. Look, gonna be nice to you this time. Pick the ants. Pisces. Wow, um... Remember back in 2020 when they released The New Mutants? Kind of a horror story built on the X-Men franchise with new, young mutants. It wasn't well received to getting a solid 35% on the tomato meter. Which is really pretty good if you consider the last time they tried this. The 1996 Fox TV movie Generation X starring Fanola Hughes... Jeremy Rashford and Matt Furrer. You <laughs> probably pictured that too. Do yourself a favor and just rewatch Max Headroom. It'll have better special effects. It really, really does. Pretty it, sad. It, 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 those are your horrible scopes for this week. Or if you like what you got, 
<laughs> I don't know what Leonard Malton. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably Leonard. Which, by the way, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. Why that's funny. If you would like a nicer or naughtier one for yourself or someone else next week, all you need to do is ask. I've already got a request that I've put in the notes for myself for Nick. All you have to do is ask because that's that's how I operate. I operate on vanity. Ask. At the end of the week, I will have these posted as usual to the, uh, the spots, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, because something's going to implode sooner or later, and one of them's going to be me. So we'll see places out. Um, Leonard Moulton, the film critic, I saw somebody doing a reaction to Gremlins 2. Leonard Moulton was in it. He did get attacked by the Gremlins in this. Apparently, the first Gremlins movie, he did not like, and he wrote a bad review for it. He was in Gremlins 2. He was attacked by the Gremlins on the set of the TV show that he was producing at that time, and he wrote that he liked the movie. Nepotism much, Leonard. Well done, man. Well done. How did he not like Gremlins? It was a great movie. I don't know, man. I didn't read the. I didn't read the review. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bother. So you know, it is what it is. But you know what? He he got in on the next one. So of course he's gonna say it's a better movie because get something out of it. I don't know. I don't know. It's episode four thirty nine on the docket, Your Honor, and uh, that's that's actually funnier now that I'm saying it that way. And I'll explain. Music is a shared language. In science, we know full well that mathematics is the universal language. But as far as the song is concerned, no nah, man, music is music is the universal. Language. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because music um, music transcends so much. And it does so much. And it is a society good. The arts are really in that. So we're going to kind of talk through part of this. I'll kind of tell you why this one came up this way for me. And um, you know, we'll, see, we'll see how much time we can fill on this. Because what ended up happening is that uh, uh, last weekend... I kind of went down the rabbit hole of cleaning up one of my music. And in this case, it was specifically the directory for the Chicago Transit Authority. Or at least that's the name they started with back in 1969. We know the group now as simply Chicago. And back in the day, they had, they had an incredible, incredible run with so many amazing songs going back to 1969 through the 70s, and they still continue to have hit through the 80s. And even, even through today. They are currently out on tour with, I think it's six members of the original band, Bill. So, you They're know... They're coming here, too. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, cool. And They're- the last concert that I went to go see was, well, no, I went to Kansas this summer, but I saw them... That was the last concert I saw before COVID. Nice. Nice. So, um, so having to go through all this stuff with Chicago, um, 
I'm looking through all the all the discography information through Wikipedia because I, I it's the easiest one for me to navigate. And generally speaking, Wikipedia is good enough. Doesn't have to be completely 100% accurate on every little thing, but it's good enough. So I'm going through this stuff, and it's like, okay, there's the first album, Chicago Transit Authority. <laughs> okay, I, re I remember that one. Some good songs on there. And then the next album in 1970 is simply titled on the front, Chicago. Although retroactively, they called it Chicago II, you know, Roman numeral two. Although they didn't, they didn't put the two on there because it was just, you know, it's their new, it's the new band name, so it's the new eponious did I say that right? You know what? Screw it. Named after themselves. And then after that, it was Chicago 3. Well, it was Chicago II. You get the idea. So most of them went through and through that. I'm looking at the stuff, and I'm collecting the songs for that specific album, 1970s Chicago or Chicago 2 as an album. And I'm listening to these songs, and I'm like, I know this song. I know this song. I know this song. And I'm singing along with the songs. I remember the words. And for the life of me, I can't remember why for, for a, a good number of minutes. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, the song Fancy Colors. It's not exactly the most famous of songs, but, you know, it's a fairly popular song. Okay, I get it. Does anybody know what, does anybody really know what time it is? Yeah, there's another one, 25 to 6. Okay, you know what? That's the stuff that, that, uh, that we know. But there are other ones on there that are just, they never charted. They were never released as singles. How, how do I remember, how do I remember these songs? Uh... So much to give. Who the hell remembers that? And it finally dawned on me as I'm going through this. This is the album on cassette that my boss used to have in his Volvo when I went out on deliveries from the drugstore. Yeah, back in the day when, you know, and in, in, you know, in the 80s when you actually took a car to people who needed to have deliveries done for their medication. And I had utterly forgotten about that. The times when I would take, you know, he would he'd give me the keys to his car and tape would be in there and I'd pop it in because it's like, well, all right, you know, I've, I've heard of Chicago. Listen, listen to the whole album. And I'm, I'm singing to every word of this whole thing. And we're talking now, how many years later? 40 years later. And I remember these. That's the magic. That is music. It holds on to it. We hold on to it. And through that, we learn so many things. And it takes us back to those times. It helps us to remember things. So we're going to talk about some of those, some of those memories that hold us, what takes us back, and why there are certain genres of music that are simply must not should not, must not die on this planet because it's just too damned important a genre.
So let's get rolling over here. Um, I never realized. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, Wednesday night is usually the, the night where I have a, a stream where I do just 80s music. Believe it or not, after doing like all of the hits from 69 up through, you know, uh, the, the late 80s, about 20 year span, um, on my Monday night show, Wednesday night, I did the Chicago 2 album from beginning to end, just start to finish, the way it's supposed to be listened to, because there are certain points where one side of a, of a record uh, album, you know, uh, an actual LP, a 33 and a third uh, disc, it's effectively one long song from outer rim to inner edge. And it's just beautiful to listen to. There aren't too many, there aren't too many albums that uh, are done that way. It's just a matter of what's going to get, what's going to get radio play, what's going to get sold, what's going to bring in the revenue, sell singles. But, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's entirely possible that for me right now, somebody were to say, do you have a favorite album? Do you have a favorite group? Damn. Um, her favorite group, um, it might be Glenn Mill with a really close on Chicago. But as far as to like a full album where I just picked everything, this, this Chicago 2 album. Weird. So, apparently that's, that's where I am right now in my head. And Bridget... I think it's no surprise to anybody that you have a favorite group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be Rush. Oh, I thought it was going to be Yes. Okay, that's fine. fine I like Yes, too. Very much. And Emerson like Palmer. Genesis. But, yeah. you know, I also like some of the old 70s stuff like Boston. Yeah. Some uh, some amazing music came out of that. Uh, some amazing songwriting came out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, depending as to who you ask, Chicago in their early years, meaning um, they started in 67. Their first album was mm -hmm. in 69. Um, but through like the mid-70s and unfortunately up until the point where they lost their their main lead guitar player and, and vocalist, uh, Terry Katz, to a self-inflicted gunshot. There, there, was, there is definitely a, a marked difference in the sound a little bit after that, like a, a second album after that, or uh, how, how they played out. Uh, and yeah, uh, Terry, if you want to know who Terry was, listen to 25 or 6 to 4. He is the guy on guitar soloing. He is the lead singer on that. What had happened was they were at uh they were at a party. He got a little bit too drunk. And the guys were worried about the gun that he was carrying. And he, like, I'm legal, I, I know what I'm doing. Look. He he took out the uh, took out the magazine out of it, 
And he's like, look, it's perfectly safe. Put the gun to his head to show him that, you know, it's perfectly safe. Hold the trigger. And because of his inebriated state, had completely forgotten that he still had one in the chamber that wasn't real. And suddenly, the guitarist that Jimi Hendrix said was better than him. Gone. And he was one of the he was one of the driving band. Amazing, amazing performance. He was just something special. We've lost a lot of we've lost a lot of incredible musicians through bad stuff that way. And we remember a lot of these because they they made an impact. Their art inspired it. It touched us some way or or other i mean um like i said terry kath with uh with chicago um i'm trying to remember uh well john belushi i guess is another one because he was part of even though it was a mock group if you will uh, the blues brothers it's it's it was never the same without and um and now um well, ex- explain what happened with what happened with Russian. You know what's been going on with them. Uh, as far as Neil Peart, you know he's been dead for three years now, and they had always said that without Neil or any of them, you know that there would be no rush, and so there is no more rush. Even though they occasionally pop out and do stuff, you know just unannounced surprise that will show up and play something. Um, you know, they're they're done. And I know that when John Bonham passed away, that pretty much killed that Zeppelin right there. Yeah, that they were done. And then uh, you know, recently we lost Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Got about that. And they were still touring, you know. Yeah. Still active. Yeah. Um, another one that's important, um, and I'm I'm gonna circle back around to this one later, is uh Mary Travers from Peter Paul and Mary. Um mm-hmm. to to say that Peter Paul and Mary is underrated iconic is not wrong. I mean, they had they had a career that spans my lifetime, um, and they were at that core. Peter Paul and Mary was three voices, two guitars, and a bass player, a, a double bass player. You know, a stand up stand up bass player, mm-hmm. and and sometimes not even the bass player. Usually, it was just you know just them two acoustic guitars voices and a lot of heart and they did they did a uh they did a lot from just such a uh, such a, a humble place in music from where we were um stephanie's pointed out i wish i could remember which paleontologist the fact that i said that right the first time you know i don't i don't want i don't want to hear no shit from nobody about my talking tonight 
speculated that Neanderthals communicated by singing, something to do with the structure of their throats. I would, wouldn't be completely surprised. Humanity has found very interesting ways of, uh, of communicating. I mean, we, we don't think of it in these terms, but humanity was using digital communications in, in, in much earlier than, than we think of it. And Felix is going to have a little bit of fun because it's going to be like, oh yeah, Morse code is a digital format. Mm-hmm. So from the late 1800s and the telegraph, we've had digital communications. And even before that, because, you know, ticker tape, I mean, if it's on, off, on, off, and it's basically just transcribing Morse code, I mean, it's the same thing. They said. Anyway, close enough. Um, there have been some bands that have also come through some really horrific times. Like I said, Chicago, even, even with the, the death of Terry, they still went on and fair to say that they've had a, a pretty decent career over, uh, ACDC lost their lead, picked up uh, a new lead and they've continued on admittedly uh you know the next 11 albums after that all sound pretty much the same which is perfectly reasonable i mean they admit as much which is fine they've done a good career um and it's it's hard to say if it exactly works but as far as to having lost Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. Queen, Queen has gone on. And I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this disparagingly. Queen has basically become, after that point, a karaoke band version of itself. I don't mean that disparagingly. Because you can go out there with you can go out there with uh, with with the guys without um, without Freddie, but honest and truly, how do you find somebody that can replicate? I don't not even replace, but replicate what Freddie did, because it wasn't just vocals; it was charisma. Anybody that's seen um, the Live Aid concert when Queen came on. I forget how many people, how many people were there? 17,000? 17, 17, well, it was, it was a huge crowd. It, it was, it, it was an incredibly, um, I, I'm sure. Okay, Felix, take care of yourself. Be safe. Um. And uh, Stephanie, I'm sure you're probably looking it up to find the number for me. <laughs> How many people were at uh, were at Wembley Stadium in particular? I think it was something like I I, I want to say 17 somehow or other. I think it was double that at like 34,000 or something like that. In any case, when Queen came on, 
however many thousands of people were there were in Freddy's the entire time. And I, I don't mean this to say that the entire band didn't do it, but I mean, come on. You watch Freddy doing the, the warm-up exercises before, uh, you know, in, in the middle of, uh, in a break between songs and getting the, the song and response. Oh my God. How, how, how do you look at that and not just go, yeah, man, um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Who was it? What was going on after them, though? Um, it was um, oh shit! It was David Bowie that was supposed to be going on right after them. It was David Bowie, and if if the if the reports are correct, he was reported to have said about that moment. Well, how the fuck do you do you follow that up? <laughs> I mean. It it is the most amazing twenty minutes of of music. They lost Freddie. Um, Def Leppard almost lost their drummer to a car accident. He ended up losing an arm, and he still continued to 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 play. They found a way. They found a technological way for him to be able to still play drums, and still out there, still making music, still doing their thing. And these are bands that we remember. And the best part about it is, it's because of the individual songs that have done what art is supposed to do. Gotten an emotional reaction to the consumer. Color My World from Chicago. Beautiful piece. String of Pearls. Back from the swing era in the big bands. Sing, sing, sing. I mean, you can, you can, you can just feel it. Um, Xanadu. The song, not the movie. The cheese, but beautiful story. <laughs> no, the, Which the, version of Xanadu? Are you talking the Rush Xanadu or Olivia John Xanadu? Good point. Good point. I didn't. I didn't think of that. I, I was talking about Olivia Newton John's version okay. of Xanadu. Um, I, actually, I shouldn't say version of Olivia Newton John's song Xanadu because I'm pretty sure the Rush. They're song, different songs. That's exactly completely different songs. Yeah. But um, you know, they songs touched us. They they inspired us. They 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 got into our collective heads, and we've still uh, we've still got them. Like I said, um, "Color My World" from uh, from Chicago is is a, a a wonderful, beautiful song. Short and and craptastic that it might be. It's not a great song, touching song. Um, go ahead, uh, Rush song that like really really spoke to you. Oh, goodness. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's, you know, the title cut from Presto. Uh, you know, the opening lyrics are, if I could wave my magic wand. You know, I'd make everything all right. You know, but they got me through some rough times. Believe it or not. 
I would believe it. And in, in subdivisions, you really spoke to me as being like, you know, one of the high school outcast kind of people. I think that was universal to a lot of, you know, teens at that time. Sure. There are songs that, um, that do that. Um, when I was in high school, um, the next time I fall in love, uh, Peter Cetera and... Oh, God, I forgot who it was that he did duet with. Uh, Peter, who left Chicago to have his own uh, solo career, didn't do bad for himself. Give him credit for that. Um, you know, in, in high school, that kind of thing talks to you. Uh, uh, before Sticks that, had some good songs. I'm sorry? Sticks had some good songs. Yes. Um, Babe. Mm-hmm. Great song. Um, Mr. Roboto. In its own way, it had um, it had a message that people didn't necessarily catch at first glance. It 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 had some deep to it when you finally like actually listen to the damn lyrics. Um, born in the USA. Oh my lord, that's another one where people are just like. Yeah, it's great patriotic song. You haven't listened to the lyrics, have you? You really haven't listened to all the lyrics, have you? But the song Dancing in the Dark was, was a fun one. I mean, it made you want to dance. That's true. That's true. That's true. And I know it's not seasonal right now, but Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but at the same time, it is exactly the right kind of cheesy for the season. When it comes up for the season. Keep that in mind. Um, but what I was saying, uh, sev- wait, 72,000? Wow. Wait a minute. Uh, I want to make sure that you've got the right number here. 72,004 Wembley specifically, right? Not uh, because, okay, for those of you that, for whatever reason, don't know about this, Live Aid, when it happened in 85? I forgot what year it was off the top of my head. Anyway, it was, um, it was an international thing. Wembley Stadium in England, and then I forgot what stadium it was in Delphi. I think is what it was. According to Wikipedia, that was the audience for the 85 concert. Wow. Damn. Oh, so I did get 85 right. All right, go me. See, brain's still working a little bit. All right, that's good. I, I, you know, I got 85. I got paleontologist. I'm doing good tonight. Holy smokes, man. This is, this is a good <laughs> night for me. Coffee is doing well for myself. Anyway, um, there were technological things that they wanted to do that they couldn't do. Like they were trying to get a duet between Philadelphia and um and uh, uh and England, Wembley, and the the time delay did did not did not work. Although one of the cool things that they did do, Phil Collins played at Wembley. 
got frisked away, got on the Concorde, back when you could still get on the Concorde, flew across the ocean, and got back over to the other concert and performed over there. So he got to do, he got to perform live for two different audiences, which, I mean, all right, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, Live Aid was an opportunity for musicians, artists, audio artists, come together to ask people, there are people who are hurting. We're, we're going to go ahead, we're going to put on a concert for you. You don't have to show up for it. If you do, thank you. But if you don't, could you still donate a little bit of money? And they did. They did. They, they, they shelled out a lot of money when all was said and done. Went for a good cause. They continued doing stuff like that. There were different versions of it. Army. Live Aid continued on for... There were things like um, the We Are the World album. Kind of the same idea. You know, pay the money and uh, proceeds would go to a, a specific charity and they've done that some years later with new people. But we don't realize just how important these artists are, their, their work. I mean, yeah, you can go into the Louvre, you can see so many different paintings that have been done throughout the century. You can see marble statues. You, you can go to Italy and, and, and you can see all the, all, all the marble structures. You can go to Greece, Parthenon. But music is ephemeral. If you don't, if you don't record it somehow, it, it's gone. We're lucky enough that we live in a time where we know how to transcribe music, how to write it on its own in paper so that people can replicate it later for themselves. It's a, a story. It's a story told in pitches. We have the technology to record it so that we can actually physically play it back for everybody else tape recordings we've got records we've got digital digital recordings in the, in the form of not the buy cds anymore i mean that stupid that's so 20th century mm. you know what i still buy cds what's your point <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah you and me but i've got i have got I've a, hundreds i am sitting next to my desk right now i have a i'm gonna call it a meter and a half stack of okay cds next to me mm -hmm. of stuff that i have put into my computer so i've got it for stuff and that's not even like anywhere close to everything that i've got because i've got a couple of boxes over there the little one got uh, CDs from the college radio station it's like uh, could you put these in the server for me sure okay let me do that because i mean paid for them now why the hell not The important part of it is we know how to these songs going because some of them are far and away more important. And it's a hard thing to say that because it's art. Art should be masses. They're for everybody. 
Um, I think one of the biggest songs that had an impact on me was from Cindy Lauper. How so? Three Colors. I mean, it's just such a beautiful song. Okay. I know it sounds cheesy, but, you know, I mean, that one always makes me choke up. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there are songs that do that to me. There is... Uh, <laughs> uh, can't believe I'm going to do this. There is a song from... Oh, God. Uh... Oh, well, we've got an incredibly low chat going on right now. Thanks, YouTube. So apparently we're um, we're way ahead on uh, talking as compared to the chat because Stephanie has only just said this is Wembley in reference to the 72,000. So and, and you know that we've gone far away from that at this point time wise. So, OK, we will see what happens. Isn't lag wonderful? Yeah. Nothing we can do. Um, music has evolved. I mean, it, it's, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to explain. Uh, the way that we notate music now is quite different from centuries ago, as you can probably figure. I had to learn a little something about that because I... Music... Back in the day. Once upon a time, you know, Gregorian chant. Heard of it? Mm -hmm. It was it was written in a format that not quite what we would recognize as musical notation. It was it was a bunch of lines and and what passed for notes, which were kind of um upsided um rectangles to, to denote the relative pitches. You didn't even have an actual pitch to go off of. It was just, okay, it, this, these, these the notes, the higher, the lower, higher, lower, and you're supposed to kind of, kind of know where to start. And then it's kind of, kind of repetition. Okay. You know what? It, everything has to have a starting point way that it worked. And here, especially in the Americas, there is a genre called folk music. This is where Peter, Paul, and Mary come in. In the 60s, the folk music scene was really boom. And a good portion of that was born out of the Counterculture revolution. Why, why go with all of the stuff that everybody else has been doing? Just get down to basics. Stop, stop being, uh, stop being part of the machine. Just, oh God, uh, what, what did the guy say? Um, that uh, uh, the college university uh, professor, um, tune in, drop out. What the hell was it? Oh God, I forgot what the, uh, I forgot what the hell it was that he, uh, that he, that he, it was something about, um, 
tune tune in turn out drop out I, I forget exactly what it was. but there was a lot of it that came down to just people just just people coming up with with songs and they didn't need much of anything you know a couple of people and whatever whatever instruments that they could use that didn't require anything other than the person themselves. Piano? Can't take a yeah. Got a guitar. Take the guitar. All right, what else do you need to, to go with it? Um, well, what else can you play at the same time that you've got a, a, a guitar? Harmonica? Harmonica works. I can do that because I, I can breathe and, and play at the same time. All right, that works. Take that along with you. And simple. Play the guitar, play the harmonica, sing when you're not playing the harmonica. And, you know, you could thump on a guitar, make it sound like a drum, okay? Stomp your feet. You don't have to be a, a, a one-man band out of Mary Poppins. But you can get your word out that way. And they did. Peter, Paul, and Mary especially did. This land is your land. Light one candle. They had a lot of hits over the years. Um, they had a little, a lot of songs that really touched folks. And um, I'm gonna end up, uh, I'm gonna end up reading through uh, one of the songs that um, lyrics from one of the uh, one of the albums that I had forgotten, I had forgotten about because it was loaned to me by loaned to me by a teacher that I, that I used to know back in the day. I, I don't know that he's still alive anymore. Um, yeah, I'll explain. I'll explain. Um, why don't you go ahead? Um, I know that, uh, I, I know that I'm going to be swinging into, uh, a specific song, specifically in folk, but, um, why don't you explain what it is uh, for maybe not necessarily Rush, something else, depending as to, um, doesn't matter when it was or why it was, but demonstrating why for you stuff took. Because if, if you're having a hard time trying to figure one, I can kind of set you on a path. Well, I, I know that there was one... Um, from Rush that I used to listen to quite a bit called Freeze. And uh, it was part four of the Fear Trilogy. And that was my, what I called, quote unquote, my cancer song. Okay. And every time that, you know, I went to my appointments, you know, and undergoing treatment, I would listen to that song on the way to the appointments. And... You know, it was a song about fear and the you know, fight or flight response and, you know, not knowing whether to, you know, run away or stay in a fight. And I don't know why that one resonated with me at that time, but it did. Sometimes we, we never really know. It just it just does. I mean, it's the same way that uh, some people look at a Jackson Pollock and and. It's it's a piece of, of art that deserves all fourteen million dollars on the asking price for it, and other people look at it and go, I could I could dip my fingers into paint and flick it on the canvas and 
thing. Whatever. I don't know. Remember when Heretic Woman died? I don't know if you saw her funeral stream or not. But, you know, Arno even played one from Rush during that called After Image, and it was about, you know, remembering somebody who had passed away and, you know, how they felt and things that they did together. And Deb hated Rush. She just could not stand them. But he still played one of their songs at her funeral. Well, I mean, one extra opportunity to piss her off. I mean, why the hell not, right? Well, it was it was an apropos song, and it was one that resonated with Arno. Yeah, and the opening words of that was suddenly you were gone from all the lives you left your mark upon. I remember, you know, how we talked and drank until the misty dawn. Yeah, I feel your presence. I remember. And as a sideways to that, um, we can, we will occasionally joke about, you know, talking about the, the dead as if they were still with us somewhere. Generally speaking, we don't dead are still out there floating around. It's a wonderful idea for us in a lot of risks. like to think. And if there is one thing that uh, my wife and I had said to each other, if there is, if there is a way, there were a way, if, it, if there really was, one of us would find a way to let the other. Fortunately, it happened. I mean, it didn't happen for, uh, for uh, Harry Houdini family, so... I don't, I don't think it really happened. Um, Stephanie's pointed out something, uh, something fair from before. Um, okay, uh, I'm just going to read it off. Uh, I'm following, but just about giving up on chat because it's mm-hmm. just, YouTube is just not being real. It is what it is. Um, uh, what concerns me is that electronic storage deteriorates over time. Magnetic records disintegrate. Over time, yeah, everything does. It it just is, unfortunately. That's part of the reason why I worry about a lot of stuff like that. Not active. It's 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 I would love love to be able to have um, a laser record player in order to scan the music into my library collection and put the record, you know, safe stored in until yeah, whatever. But considering the price tags on those things are, you know, up in the four digit range, worth it. But yeah, that is that is something to to kind of con- concern over. I mean, we kind of worried about it, or or kind of didn't at the same time with uh, player piano roll. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we never really thought about it because they were so mass produced that, well, I mean, there's so many of them, we don't even have to really worry about it because there's always going to be a player piano roll out there. Because, I mean, if, if we lose 10, 20 of them, I mean, we've got, you know, 1,500 of them out there, 2,000, 3,000 of them, maybe lucky. I mean, how, how many player piano rolls could possibly be lost over the next couple of years? Yeah, as you can tell, I'm kind of picking at the whole, you know, well, you know, digital is forever. I mean, it kind of is, kind of isn't. A lot of it really depends on a lot. It is effectively eternal. Doesn't necessarily mean that it can't go away, because in anything and everything it's just harder to because of the decentralized storage of all. I mean, that's part of the reason why when I built my server at home, I have two sets of disks that are two disks each. So there's five disks, one for booting and two sets of two so that they keep copies of their data so that if one of those, sorry, when one of those disks goes bye-bye, I can put a new disk in there and build everything back up again. I don't have what I had before, which was, oh, look at that. My, my disk is gone. I, I need to salvage everything that I can. How do I do that? Can I do that? Sure, let's copy everything off of it. All right, everything's copying. Good, everything's good. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, crap, all right, fine. I've lost more. I have lost more music that way than I care to think about. Which is also part of the reason why I've got so many so many copies of songs like three, four, five deep, because I was putting stuff back together again. Well, at least it's not cassette tapes anymore. Yeah, it used to get eaten. Yeah, you know the funny enough part, um, eight track tapes, um, were basically the same design as what radio stations used to use for playing music when they when they phased away from uh uh from playing actual records because once upon a time ago yeah they actually did use actual records and, and play them through uh they umatic i think is what it was called it was effectively the same kind of design as uh, an eight track tape and it would go into the machine You'd you'd hit the button that uh, that told the machine, okay, check out the check out the tape until it gets to the silvered section. That's where the the start of the uh, the song is. Okay, it's good. We're ready to go. All right, it's time to pot this one up. Turn up the volume on that one. Hit the button, and the song plays off of the tape. And very rarely had a problem with those eating tapes. Oh, right, because they were pieces of crap eight track on on in cars and stuff. well at home too but I mean, most people didn't have eight track play for good reason but cassette tape. Oh, that's mostly cars <laughs> yeah they were cars that actually had 40 uh that had record players in that shit i, forget I did not know that yeah i think i think i want to say it was buick at one point had them 
how, I don't know, but in the front seat, they had a record player. I think it was for 45s or whatever the hell it was. Bill, it was like, oh, huh. no. Well, then again, some one company where they actually produced uh, cars using turbine engines, yes, jet engine, instead of an internal combustion engine for its power plant. So they didn't stick around, as you can probably guess. Think wouldn't you scratch up your forty fives in a car though? You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You'd be right. Just, just, I don't even, I don't even know how, I don't even know how they would think. This seems like a bad idea. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so backtracking to what I was, uh, what I was talking about, the lyrics or songs. What I was going to, what I was going to suggest also was it's hard for us to hear the name Ghoul House Rock and not be instantly teleported to, oh man, yeah, I, I learned a lot off of School House. Damn it, I learned a lot when I was a kid from School House Rock. But that was good music. I learned a lot. They were catchy. That was the point. That was literally the entire point of it. So that kids would learn. And it was a good idea. It was a good idea. It was masterfully executed by people who knew what the hell. And that's part of the reason why um, folk music to me is arguably the most important music. Because it's stuff that tells a story that is important to people. It can be inspiring, but it can also be teaching the in the south before emancipation there were songs that were sung in the fields by the African Americans that were intended to be code for the people who were looking to escape they were in such code that it wasn't easily picked up. And, you know, they're just singing out there in the field while they're doing the work. Who cares? As long as they're bringing in the work. And it would be instructions on how to get out. Where to find safe houses. And it was done quietly. Done serotipitously. I got that word out too. Damn, I'm doing good tonight. But it one of the things that was and as far as to inspiration I want to read for you the lyrics for part of the lyrics for the song from Peter Paul and Mary it's from an album that was released in 1980 or at least that's the one that I got it off I don't know if it I don't know when it originally came out it was probably earlier than that. The name of the song is No Easy Walk to Freedom. Considering that we just started into, uh, into February, is going to sound pretty important. Brother Martin was walking with me, and every step I heard liberty. Though he's fallen, come a million behind. Glory, hallelujah, gonna make it this time. 
No easy walk to freedom. No easy walk to freedom. Keep on walking and we shall be free. That's how we're going to make history. Across the ocean, the blood's running warm. I, I hear it coming. There's a thunderance. Just like we lived it, you know that it's true. Nelson Mandela, now we're walking with you. In our land not so long ago, we lived the struggle. That's how we know. Slavery abolished, come in freedom's call. Keep on walking in apartheid will. You know, there's only one last verse to it. I'll just finish it all. Oh, bread for the body, there's got to be. But a soul will die without liberty. Pray for the day when the struggle is past. Freedom for all. Come at last. I mean, the names are there. The events, if you follow anything about history, is there. The message is there. It's uplifting. It's, it is opportunity to say, look, we've been down this way before. We know how this ends. It's just a question of we'll get there. We'll be standing behind you. We'll be standing We'll keep up your spirit. And a message like that is incredibly, like I said, for humanity. Because these are the people that just said, look, there's something going on. I want to bring out my voice. And the song isn't terribly complicated. Like I said, it's three voices, two guitars, a bass, and... Really, what more do you need? It's a simple enough song to learn. The verses, yeah, you have to kind of work at them a little bit because they change. But the chorus is the same. No easy walk to freedom, no easy walk to freedom. Keep on walking and we shall be free. That's how we're going to make history. I mean, the chorus sets the tone, man. It's... It's exactly that. We'll get there. The reason why it's so important to me as far as is because it's a lot of it is not there for money. It's there for art's sake. And to me that's what makes all the difference. You're not out there to make a buck. You're out there to make a move. That's not an easy thing to do. But, um, you know, 1969 through, where does it say, they've done their fair share of getting people to, to think and to grow and to... Stephanie, you seem to have caught up a little bit, saying the records and cars were probably for when they parked and had a picnic, complete with table, white cloth, porcelain, and silverware. There was probably a comma in there. Sorry. Because white cloth porcelain doesn't doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't sound right. I mean, I'm, I, I should I should have added a comma in there. Sorry. 
I, I, I miss that. But, um, yeah, man. You know, re- reminding everybody, when I was in high school, you know, the mid the mid eighties, the the mid eight. I mean, what was pop music in the eighties? It was uh, it was the electronica, new wave, um, mm-hmm. the second invasion, um, glam metal. Um, and and me, I was digging Peter Paul and Mary. I was digging uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, another another couple of guys from Queens, yeah, admittedly, but they they were also part of the folk scene. And you know, it, it was it was music that I liked the music, but the more I listened to what the words were and the meaning behind them all, you know, it it there was something that really spoke to me and and affected i mean shit i didn't that's part of the reason why I'll, i will admit it hot take here i don't like the sounds of silence as done by disturbed don't because it doesn't have the same but that's my take on it that's my opinion art is subjective it's not objective Although there are some songs that you can objectively say are just bad songs. And musicians who shouldn't call themselves that, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Shim's terrible. Oh, I said that out loud, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> I agree. Anyway. Um... And also pointing it out, work songs, shanties were normal for laborers. It was how they kept order for their tasks. Yeah, it's exactly right. Um, because the repetition, repetition, you know, got into your head and it worked. That's why we can listen to songs that we haven't, sorry, good songs. And I'll, I'll explain that we haven't heard in literal decades suddenly we listen to it sing perfect pitch off of it even if we can't sing we can sing all the words even if we can't sing and we just know them because it touched us in some way and i say good song because again subjectively a good song is one that holds on to you. Not the other way around, as much as people would like to think, you know, oh, it's my mind that's remembering. Yeah, but the song, the song got to you. I mean, that uh, it, it's hard for me to, to really explain it, the psychology behind it, but, you know, that's, that's, that's how it was. Um, so yeah, for me, you know, like I said, I I I grew up in 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 the shadow of New York City. So, you know, all the pop uh, electronica that was happening. So you know, um, uh, Huey Dewey Lewis in the News was was popular. Admittedly, Michael Jackson was, but I realized at the time. So, uh, 
uh, what else was going on? Uh, GTR, Guns N' Roses. Um, um, Wings had come and gone at that point uh, in the 70s. Uh, Chicago still had a couple of a couple of songs. Um, Hall and Oates were still doing their thing. Billy Joel, of, well, I mean, come on, Billy Joel. Was, mm-hmm. How how <laughs> how do you talk about a decade outside of ni- the nineteen the early nineteen seventies and not not mention? Well, you know, Billy Joel did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know, we know. <laughs> still, goddamn performing. God, it's like his second home in Madison Square Garden. These. Um. So for for somebody like me. You know, going through all this, living through this, um, Simon and Garfunkel, Peter Paul and Mary. This this was not stuff that my parents listened to. They they had they had records from you know the the fifties, the doo wop stuff. They had uh, they had the album, the the vinyl album, and when I mean album, I mean the the op- uh, fold open two record set collection for West Side Story. Which, by the way, oh my God, what beautiful music! Um. So you know, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, what for you? Just general. They were pretty prolific. Can't talk prolific as well. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's where it starts to get um really, really weird for me because that starts to get somewhere between folk, country, and it really gets kind of weird because. That that in the seventies is kind of where folk ended up going, as far as I've been able to understand it, because folk told a story a lot of time. And who was one of the most prolific writers that kind of rattled the line between the two? John Denver. Mm-hmm. To say that he was a prolific music writer doesn't do him justice. And he he wrote that to this day. You know, you 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 might not have heard in even for me, picking up some of this stuff, uh, Annie's song. Holy oh, shit, I'd, forgo- I'd, I'd forgotten about that. I used to play that song on guitar. I think I could still hash out how to how to finger pick it how i learned how to do um what was uh cal- um calypso mm-hmm. um rocky mountain high he and and so many of these are just indelibly given to us. and even if we lose the recordings of the individual people Eventually, we will. There are a lot of songs that will just continue on because they're just good. They're they're just remembered. They can be they can be done again. Some of them gonna be harder. I mean, I have I have no illusions that. Uh, pardon me for not name drop. I have no illusions to me. That a song like Sing 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 or Rhapsody in Blue could be recreated after disappearing off the face. It, it, it's just not going to happen. 
but you know if it, if it would have come down to we lost recordings suddenly how do you how do you rebuild music you start the way that it all started you start with you start with the person and the one instrument that's always with us our voice even if we can't you know there 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 are times i can't and then but you know, well, if you want to talk about composers one of the most prolific that i can think of modern composers is uh john williams I, He's written most of the soundtracks to most of the popular movies, like Star Wars, E.T. Okay. I don't know if prolific is the right word. Only I'm saying it from the standpoint of I don't know how much stuff is actually written. As compared to some other uh, some other folks, because there there are there are a lot that have written, and some that have only been lucky enough to get you know one single out there, and all of a sudden you know it's a pop hit. Congratulations! Well, he doesn't really have singles. I mean, he just composed no, 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 you know, I, most of the soundtracks for you know movies, the the musical I, scores. I get you, I get you, uh, and, and I say I, I say that from the standpoint of um, there are others who have done. Uh, am I thinking of the right name? Hans Zimmer? Am I thinking of the right guy? Eh, um, Mark Mothersbaugh. We know that he's gone, uh, made the transition from being in the early, uh, God, how do you describe Devo? Shit. Um, <laughs> um, is that technically? I don't know that that's technically punk. Um, shit. Experimental. Um, shit. I don't know. And I think of Devo as New Wave. Yeah. Strange. I, th- I think Strange, strange. Is, is arguably the hardest, uh, the hardest hit for them. Because after they had the whole New Wave thing, they, they branched out into doing. Uh, Basically, music, music, voluntarily. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Mark Mothersburg, Mothersbaugh, wow, he's he's done well for. Me. So, um, Prince has mm-hmm. had like hundreds of songs that he left behind after he. Um, I. I it's it's so amazing for me because like i said music is ephemeral you know it's there and then it's gone you don't you don't pay once for music 
a, a live performance of music and then get to relive it the same way that you can buy a painting, put it up on your wall and relive. Although it would be really, really wonderful to be able to go to a concert and pay your entrance fee. And then part of your, part of your fee is okay. In a couple of days, uh, here's, or, or, you know, uh, at the end here, here's a DVD of the, uh, of the show. We just, we just burned it for you. Here you go, everybody. I mean, that'd be wonderful to be able to. This way you don't have to worry about everybody holding up their phone and recording in anybody else's face. Music is perfect. And that's, I guess, one of the reasons why I really I love performing. Because when you get done with a song, you've done well for yourself. Man, there is nothing better than realizing we just shared an experience. And I'm responsible for bringing some of those. I'm responsible for part. And it didn't matter if it was uh, Beethoven's Fifth or if it was... Dave Brubeck's Take 5 as performed by a competing drumline on a football field. Was. Uh, backtrack a, a second over here because it looks like we've kind of caught up a little. And, and I have noticed that stuff has been going on in the, in the, the chat changing, but I didn't. I didn't go over to it. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, backtracking. Uh, as an example, here in Peterborough, there is a cathedral that was built using stones that were bigger than a single shear leg could manage. Two shear legs working together, keeping time together with a shanty, enable them to get them off the barges and up the building site. Perfectly reasonable. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, you, you, you need to keep track of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, also Stephanie had, uh, had also put, I forgot that Americans are not aware of porcelain plates. No, no, no. It's not that we're not aware of porcelain plates. We don't, we don't usually refer to we've don't for us over here. Porcelain plates are at least as far as I've understood, they are, they're the quote unquote good China that you would otherwise put out for company and for special events. That's that's the good stuff. As opposed to the uh, much more mass produced, although I'm pretty sure porcelain was um you know just day-to-day plates that otherwise use. But but that's that's my take, my experience and your mileage may vary. Your wait do the, this allowed to use that expression over there? I mean, metric and all. I don't know what's supposed to be. <laughs> Your kilometers per liter may vary. At. We're getting, we're getting um, very close to the top of the hour. And hey, look at that. We actually made it. We did. I, admittedly, I've got, uh, I've got a lot more of the talking in because, you know, well, this... 
admittedly Picture much to more. him. It's this one is admittedly very much more. Uh, I really wanted to do this and pull in uh, a musician to talk about it a little bit more. I kind of flubbed on trying to find something to talk about this week, and it was like, oh well, I I can I can do this. I can do this. So I worked out. So that's the way it is. Um, what do you got left over, uh, topic-wise, uh, for this? Because I, I, like I said, you know, I admit I have talked the most on this one. I don't like doing that because feels skeevy because you know guys talking over gals and not giving an equal voice and the whole oh god what the hell was that 30 percent i forget when the hell it was but there was there was a, a study that was done where men were asked at what point are are women um talking over you or talking too much and the the thing said that guys were saying that it was like 30 percent when they finally did all the numbers I, I just found that incredibly scary. I don't know. Was there anything left for you? I don't think so. I mean, just, you know, one of the best times of my life was, you know, being in a high school band and playing with Memphis Youth Symphony, and I was first chair. First chair with which instrument? Clarinet. There you go. Really enjoyed playing. I mean, it was just, I loved it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, so clarinet, did you, did you play anything, anything other than clarinet? Um, no. Okay. I'm not asking because I'm I'm looking down on anybody for only playing one instrument or not playing any instrument. Some people some people can do it. Some people have tried and can't. Some have tried and can. And some people uh, have been lucky enough. I was supremely lucky enough that I got the chance to do several um I started on violin. Yeah, through uh our grade school, middle into high school. And when things started to go sideways in high school is when everything went nuts for me. Because then I I had learned a little bit of guitar before on my own, because I, I was I was gifted the information on how to do it. The band director for the high school, after a parade, asked me if I would like to learn how to, how to play marching bass drum because they were down a bass drummer and wanted to know if I would be willing to pick it up. I'm like, okay. So I got signed up for band, and then at that point, everything just went downhill for me because at that point it was okay. I took guitar class, I took um, I took theory, I took keyboard, not exactly piano, 
sort of piano, sort of keyboard. Uh, I, I took chorus. I don't know if that was such a great idea, but you know what, whatever. And then our, in, in orchestra, our bass player graduated and we bass player. So guess who volunteered? <laughs> I volunteered because, um, well, figured what the hell I've got all these other ones. I mean, how hard could it be? Oh, famous last word. It was not the easiest thing in the world, but at least I didn't learn. I didn't have to learn how to play a, a French bow. For anybody that knows what that is, it's weird. It's just, it's just a weird piece of... And for those of you that don't know what a French bow is, the French bow is the one that the basses use where instead of it being just a, a nice thin stick, kind of like everybody else has got, the, the bottom half of it where the where the horse hair yes it is actually horse hair is is attached is so much longer and you 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 don't play it by holding it in in your fingers you have to like grip it like it's a gun and i don't say that lightly and saw across the street learn how to because oh nope i had enough i had a hard enough time getting proper sounds out of it in the first place Trust me, it's really easy to screw that up. Well, I mean, I could get proper sounds out of an oboe and a flute, but I just concentrated on clarinet because I wanted to be Benny Goodman. Hold, hold it, hold, hold, hold it. An oboe? Mm-hmm. You, you, you got like legit notes out of an oboe. Mm-hmm. You're a freak. <laughs> I'm sorry. For those of you that don't know. Oboe and bassoon players are freaks of nature. It's hard. 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 This is this is the musical <laughs> equivalent of trying to figure out how to compensate for the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Are you kidding me? I mean, I could do it, but I didn't want to spend hours and hours, you know, practicing enough to want to change instruments or anything like that. I would just play with other people who were, you know, friends that were banned, you know, and tool around with their stuff. You know, but I probably practiced 20 hours a week on clarinet. I wanted to be Benny Goodman. Can't say as I blame you. Good choice there. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, I say that they're freaks of nature, oboe and bassoon players, because in order to play it, it's kind of like taking a clarinet reed and you double it, and 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 you and you double it, and then you you put it onto a, a vice, and you ask your 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 grandpa who ties his own flies for fly fishing to to tie it together so that it it works together so that you can then put it onto the instrument and and then get it nice and nice and wet and warm so that when you put your lips on it, you can actually try to get something out of it that sounds like a duck call but like with proper pitches mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-uh nope. nope oboe and bassoon are basically what happens if you if if you mate a clarinet with a bagpipe how do you know <laughs> and my wife when she was in high school she was 
easiest way to tell it was her, she was, you could either look to find the shortest of them all. Mm -hmm. And, and by the way, um, or for the high school band that she was in, they had the, they had the Busby hats. So like you try to try to think marching Q-tips. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The, 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 the Royal guard for, you know, uh, in, for England, you know, those big tall black ones. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what color it was, but it was basically like that. So you could either look for the shortest one of those or whoever it was had the longest hair. And by the longest hair, I mean, she could sit on her hair. Wow. Uh, what, what do we got? To, uh, last couple of items over here. Stephanie said, uh, watching so many homesteader videos on YouTube. Some of those are great, by the way. I love looking at some of the ones where the people are doing the whole off-grid power. I wish I could do something like that, but I don't. I don't have the the gradient or water or anything to do that. Uh, Homestead videos on YouTube. I've been introduced to what I think is bluegrass, lively and fun folk music in my terms. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, guitar, banjo. Uh, spoons, yes, you can place, you can, pl- well, mm-hmm. over there in England, you guys know full well, the student, spoon playing by uh, Sylvester McCoy. Anybody that doesn't know who Sylvester McCoy is, you can look him up later, because you really should know who he is. Uh, and had said, uh, when I was a teacher, I did my best to keep the conversations 50-50, male to female, and the boys always complain that the girls talk too much. Exactly. I God damn me. That's part of the reason why I don't like talking. Yeah. I know that I am supposed to be the for the whole thing. Being that much forward and, and, and leading as much as I do, I, I like to have. Well, I like to have a bigger panel than just the two of us. <laughs> but admittedly, you know, this is this is unfortunately one of those times I'm I'm far and away more prepared than I otherwise normally would. So yeah, this one this one was really it is what it is. It worked. So um you think we've pretty well done this at this point? We can just Yeah. We'll just call it a night then. So, uh, Stephanie, thank you very much. And everybody else, of course, as always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something in all of our perspectives and got something to think about for the week ahead, other than wondering, you know, how cold is it really going to be for the next and such. Yay. Cold. Joy. I get to find out tomorrow um, how well my... Hold on. I actually, I actually am just really glad that there's no rain or anything in the forecast because car is sitting out there with a with a battery charger on. I don't, I don't want the rain to hit it and blow out the breaker box. Yeah, that would suck. Anyway, so Stephanie, again, thank you very much, and thank. Uh, I know that you battled through for the uh, the, the chat screwing up and everything. Thank you for really do appreciate. Take care of yourself. And Bridget, um, 
Yeah, I had a little bit of a preview as far as to where your animosity is for tonight. Won't you go right ahead and I'll just I'll just shut the hell up for a couple of seconds here. Let's say Jim Banks, go fuck yourself. He's one of ours from Indiana. And the reason why he gets this one is he wants to make it illegal for women to go out of the state to get certain medical care. And by certain medical care, you mean in particular? Abortions. And he's probably going to be my next governor. Yay. So yeah, you folks over here in the in the colonies, when the GQP went ahead and said it should be just brought down for states. Bullshit. It was never about states. It was yet again their wedge issue. Turn it into a states' rights thing. Oh, well, now that one state has it available and another state doesn't have it available, we should be able to, you know, return those slaves back to the southern states that they came from. For anybody that thinks that I'm being hyperbolic about that one, try me. Figured out. Anyway, get our asses on here before I go ahead and blow a gasket. If you'd like to be in touch with us, please take a swing over to the website, holycrapvlogcast.com. Phone number over there, if you'd like to leave us a message, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Our voicemail is always there and available for you. And the audio version of the show is also available as a downloadable podcast. I probably should ask uh, Dallin what's going to be going on at in the near is uh, it's been a while. Gonna need an update. Any case, you all take care of yourselves. Ease, stay safe, stay healthy. Um. Oh yeah, and and uh, remind folks, uh, N95 masks are okay. KN95 masks are those still okay? Yes, absolutely. Um. I know that we should really be getting out of here. Uh, really, I, I think it's I think it's uh, reminding folks of two different people. Item number uh, the new variant. Um, the last one that I had remembered, and and Bridget told me about this one uh, before. There is one. I don't, I don't know how far past it, but Omicron is no longer the one door. Or at least not nearly as much. What what did you say was the big bad that's on the right now? Oh, it is a variant of Omicron, but it's a recombinant. And it's XBB. 1.5. And to remind folks who don't know anything about virology, and I will admit I have... super contagious. The only reason why these things can happen and getting new versions is because people keep getting infected and giving the place somewhere to all of its let's screw around with the code and see what we come up with next. 
walking petri dishes. Only there was a way. And as I mentioned earlier, yes, we are just into February. Here in the United States, it is Black History There is going to be, if there hasn't already been, because I haven't been looking around for it, but I'm absolutely positive. There are going to be certain self-proclaimed news agents that are going to be having all kinds of I don't use the expression loosely, whitewashing of everything. Y'all can go fuck. If you are someone in our audience, just know that you are valued. You will always value, doesn't matter what month of the year. So, till the next time we're together, everybody. As always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Lady is too damn many, but I am. As always, go in love. But today, Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we're together, everyone. As always, good. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>